Hello and welcome Tracksport at the beautiful Broadmeadow Newcastle Jockey Club on a very, very special occasion for us here at the All Sports Show. Uh, I don't even believe we're actually here for many, many reasons. Winds one, rains another, but the fact that we're actually here is another amazing feat. To my left, of course, Kurt Fernley, welcome to the Newcastle Drug. What a great day. Mate, what a perfect day. Uh, I, I'm yet to pick a winner, but my wife is somewhere in the crown and she assures me that she's four from four. So it's been a, a good start in the Fernley house and, mate, got to love a good day. Newcastle Jockey Club. She's shouting dinner. And by she's way, shouting dinner. For everyone. Darren Ford, mate. This must be a dream of yours to be here at the Newcastle <laughs> trackside on the show. Well, it, it is, Ivan. I've, you know, it's been a lifelong ambition of mine. I've fulfilled that now. And, um, actually, I haven't picked a winner yet, but there's four races to go. We'll obviously be uh, producing a tip in three of them, and I hope I can find our uh, viewers three winners there. So, uh, yeah, great, great, uh, great. Many thanks to the Newcastle Jockey Club for letting us come Absolutely. here today. And, and uh, so far, had a great day, apart from the uh, lack of money coming my way. Of course. And uh, we've got uh, former Socceroos, Jets captain, A-League Jet, uh, absolute um, champion, Matty Thompson. We, told, we said it all in the year, brother. We're going to get you here. And we're here, mate. We're here. We are, like welcome to the All Sports Show, Matty Thompson. Thank well done, <laughs> we, we, we're going to apologise up front because there's speakers going on, there's crowds everywhere, it's all really good. But uh, Matt, it's a great day to beat the trackside, isn't it? For sure. Um, it's always nice. I mean, I don't mind a punt on a Saturday afternoon, but to be able to do it on a Friday on a afternoon, Friday, <laughs> that helps. That helps. Uh, a bit of a warm-up for tomorrow. So yeah, looking forward to a good day. Yeah, very good, very good. Well, we've got a bumper show, two-hour special extravaganza going on and... Uh, Thank you, Newcastle Truck Club, absolutely. So we're going to cover as much sport as we possibly can today. Uh, when the races are on, we can't show them, of course, because we don't have the exclusivity to that. I don't know. Of course, some sponsors' 50, hats on our, the front our, of the table as well. Our 50-cent bid didn't get over, but uh, what we do have to thank you is the Australian blood, thank Australian Bloodstock who have supported today's day. They're a, they're a great organisation. And if you want to get involved in punting as an owner, make sure you get onto them there for Correct. Uh, Jamie, and, Jamie and Luke and their wife, Sharon and Kelly, we can't thank, thank them enough for... Uh, yeah, help them today, and they've got some hats here. We'll be handing out some merchandise later to to some of the punters here. So, uh, and they do have uh, they do have one uh, one horse in race uh, race seven, and I'm riding it. It's uh, Oriental Lady. So, uh, unfortunately, we can't show it live here online, uh, but you'll have to tune in. You'll have to follow me. See me getting a winner. You have to follow me on Periscope to see that. Yeah, you, I've, I'm Periscoping race seven, so I'm <laughs> taping taping the iPhone for, to the to the front of Oriental Lady. Correct, correct. And of course, uh, Guardian Safety Solutions as well have been another uh, a great sponsor of come to, come to the party for today. He's a mad he's a mad race fan, and he loves the show. He's, and uh, good so man, Guardian big Graham, his wife Christine, great great uh, great couple, and big supporters of the show. As, you're right. So thank we thank both Australian Bloodstock and Guardian Safety Solutions. We're going to mention them all day, so get used to it because they're they're a good uh, good sponsor of ours. And of course, the Premier Hotel. Uh, that's where we're going after here. There's no doubt about it. Premier Hotel is the place to be in Newcastle, and of course, the Newcastle Herald. There are many people watching it live on the Newcastle Herald. So, uh, mate. Killer, Kurt's Killer 3, has there ever been a better place to do this? It is not only uh, the most popular segment on the program, but I think well, it's usually, the, uh, usually. the most popular uh, conversation with the punters as well. Uh, Kurt's Killer 3 this week, I figure that seeing we are on the track, you've got to, uh, you've got to uh, take into account Peter Moody this weekend, the news. Uh, Peter Moody's been, I guess, uh, reprimanded for putting mud on the leg of a horse. And look, mate, Oh, I, I understand that there's a bigger picture there, but when you take it, if you're just looking at this one instance, you just got to think, what is, what is going on here? A bit of history on this story, Kurt. Co uh, a number of trainers around Australia include Peter Moody, Darren Smith, of course, uh, Sam and Mark Cavanaugh were found their horses with elevated uh, uh, levels of cobalt, and 
history says that there was never a threshold on that on that uh, that drug, but it's not good for the horse, and and obviously the horses run faster with it, so they they were using it. Um, Poonamoot is a very vocal man; he's a bit of a character, but he's now, but it's now coming at the pressure in the week that the, the Victorian stewards have tried to plant a spy in his stables to catch him out, which. Is a bit wrong, I, th- I feel. Yeah. Um, and Peter Moody, who's a who's a, a great advertisement for, for racing, is threatening to walk away from the game. And I, I look, I can't comment on it as an expert, but I just it just it's messy. Look, that this is this actual saga is drawn drawn out for about the last six months, and they can't put into it. And they either suspend and fine, or let them go and let them try. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, he, and he's rightly upset because when you find out these retrospectively that someone's been watching you and spying on you. It just says that they don't trust him. Yeah. And, and straight away, that, that, that is mud on his own character, let alone the legs of the horses. Well, the, well, the mud on the leg of the horse. When I, as, a, as an athlete, you look at a horse and you think, okay, well, if, if, is there some sort of physical kind of thing that it can do? Or is it, is it a band because of the potential of changing the... I don't know. Why do, you rub, why do you rub mud on your horses, Matty? <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea. When I heard you say mud, throws mud, mud at what does mud do? But yeah, he usually throws mud at him, don't you, Tomo? Yeah. I don't know. Well, if, I I get, know. if I'm going to line it up for the, the 1500 <laughs> at World Champs this year and my coach runs alongside me and starts mudding me up on the arms, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm going to be asking questions. You probably think you've got a photo shoot or something like that. Exactly right. Depends how excited you get about it. I have been mudded up for a photo shoot. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Dakota actually happened in my bloody basement. You had plenty of mud. Uh, number two, sad story, mate. Rough rough news for a, uh, a young fella out of Sydney, uh, Davey, uh, David Brown, Jr. Uh, boxing on the, on the weekend or mid, midweek. Uh, was taken to hospital unconscious, has passed away in the last couple of days. Uh, where does that leave? Where does that leave boxing? Is it, is it going to be seen as a as a freak accident, is it going to be seen as something that will require uh, uh, adjustments to the sport to continue for the safety of its athletes, or, or is it, is it something more longer lasting for the I'm, for the I'm game? Not a, I'm no expert on boxing. Sorry, I'm no expert. You are our expert, mate. Am, am I the boxing expert? You are the. Expert. I don't know the statistics. You look like you've had a few punches just. Caught <laughs> <out. laughs> a couple. Oh, thanks, boys. I'll oh, move on. But uh, look, I'm not sure the statistics of deaths in boxing, but. It seems an extremely safe sport in that respect. You don't see a lot of deaths considering the amount of fights there is. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's an unfortunate incident uh, that, that brings the boxing community together. There was a lot of outpouring on social media about, about his, the, the kid's death. And, um, you know, it's, it's an unfortunate, but I don't know if they're going to change the sport because uh, uh, of it. It is. It looks, every sport, no matter what it is, pretty much every sport, has a degree of um, risk. And there's no doubt. Like, we look back at Philip Hughes. That was tragic. Any death in any sport is tragic, and this is just another example of that. The amount of boxing that goes on around this country and around the world all the time, like the reality of it is, is that they're not always going to yeah. be. Um, it's not just because they have a death; it's not the most dangerous sport in the world. Does that make sense? Like it's just it was, an unfortunate accident for him. It was in the last round of the of the bout, so you have to think fatigue maybe played a part in that as well. He was yeah. probably a bit relaxed and took the hit harder than he maybe should have. He couldn't did, couldn't brace himself because course of fatigue. Well, we've had we've had deaths in football, like around the world, where people have collapsed on from cardiac arrest and all sorts of stuff. Mate. You don't ban football, you know, it just doesn't happen. Mate, we've had deaths in wheelchair racing. Yeah, you know, like in in training of racing, guys out on the road, they've been hit by cars. Cycling, it happens every day of the week. Yeah. I, you hate to, you hate to try and talk about this in a way that that would mim- minimise what's happened, but there is risk in absolutely positively. Everything that we do, and you never want to, you never want to unduly put an athlete at risk. But that sport, 
that sport comes with a few. Yeah, well, we, we sent out our regards to Davey Brown Jr. and his family, of course, uh, his family, because uh, it was a tragic time. That's Curse Big 2. We're not going to the third one yet because we've got to cut to our very special friend, don't we? Yeah, Jock Logley's going to do our expert tips today and our, our analysis of each race. And um, uh, Jock's behind us there. He's just read his form vigorously. I hope he's got one picked up. I don't know. The way Sheridan on. Fernley's going, mate, we should probably cl- cut to her. If Jock misses out here. She's on next, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, don't worry mate. Well, well, mate, we, you've got the race five coming. The Suez uh, Tibby Stakes, of course, at, uh, at uh, Newcastle here. And uh, I don't know if he's ready or not, but uh, Jock is ready. Jock, give us the br- lowdown, brother. Welcome, listeners. And uh, this is Tibby Stakes, a group three for fillies and mares. My top selection is number eight, Sultry Feeling. This is her coming past here at the moment. Very leggy, strong mare. She's taken no harm whatsoever from an unlucky run at Rose Hill last Saturday, and she's going to be terribly hard to beat. The Cummings Train filly, number eight, Sultry Feeling. My other tip to run second or in the placings is this lovely grey mare called Supara. Her form reads woeful. But third up from a spell, last preparation, this grey mare, she ran third to Winks, the top filly, one of the top mares in Australia at the moment. So I think Supara's got a fantastic chance. Trifectors or multis are number four, two blue. Front running mare, very hard to run down here when she gets her own way in front. And naturally, number two, Vergara, who was just in front of uh, number four, two blue in the Mona Lisa at Wyong. My selections are, for the Tibby Stakes, eight on top, sultry feeling, 12 Supara, the big value, 4-2 blue, and 2 Vergara. Back to our open-air studio. <laughs> Can you, what's going on? All of a sudden, we, we look that? professional for a that? moment, hey? eh? All of a sudden, we look good now, they're back to us. Yeah, sorry about that. That was perfect, wasn't it? <laughs> there he is. Within, oh, now, and now he's a heck, all of a sudden he's a heckler as well. Oh, yeah. oh, love, him, love him, fantastic, fantastic. Mate, I like Sapara. Sapara on this one, the big grey, uh, Gay Waterhouse, mate. You can't go by uh, whatever she's had a, uh, a role in, and I reckon it's it's due, mate. And uh, you can't go by a big grey horse, can you? Oh, you love the greys, don't you, Kurt? Mate, I'm going for Berry Delicious only because my son loves berries and he loves thinks they're delicious. So that's about the extent of my <laughs> racing expertise. Tomo, what have you got for us in the in the uh, tibby, mate? Similar strategy to Ivan there, mate. I don't, <laughs> I don't mind a bit of Sophia Vergara, so I'm hitting the... Uh, oh, here we go. Too, mate. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that might be a good one. Look, I'm on uh, Shoes Clune, the Chris Waller-trained uh, horse with James McDonald on board. It's got a pretty good first-up record, and I think today might she might come out ready to run. It's a it's a Group 3 race, and Chris Waller doesn't send him around unless he thinks he can win. So well, I'm with uh, the, the three shoes clean. She's and co- tips will come up on the screen. They so will come up soon. But, mate, before, let me ask you, as, as the mad and probably Kurt's into this as well, and we have to apologise if you're hearing this, some imposter talking over the top of us, but um, we had a bit of rain about an hour ago. We had a bit of a downpour. What does that mean for the track and the races it, today? The, the track hasn't changed. Condition is still a good fall, so it, won't, it, it wasn't enough rain to affect the track. The, the, the track was upgraded after the first race from a soft five to a good four, and it'll stay that way all day unless we get a massive downpour. Fingers crossed, we won't. That won't happen. Um, but certainly, certainly not a, a mud runners track at this stage. Okay, is it is it good to have a few of the good jockeys out here today? Like it's a it's, big it's, day for it's Newcastle. It's the best, mate. It's the best. I mean, there's four Group Threes, which um, in in the big picture, the Group Ones are the big races. Obviously, Group Twos, Group Threes, a good solid race. They're worth hundred fifty thousand dollars, and all the top jockeys always head up for this carnival. Uh, I mean. Hugh Bowman, James McDonald, Blake Shin, Brent Avdala, probably the form jockey in Australia, who we'll have on a bit later. We hope. Before the Cup. Yep. Um, so all the top jockeys are here. They come here. It's good prize money. Yeah, they, they get 10% of that, uh, 5% of the winning prize money. So there's money to be made for the jockeys as well. They don't come here for holiday. Yep. Um, 
And yeah, it's it's a good carnival. It is a good carnival. Well, and and oh, sorry, I haven't cut you off. Go for it. The um, as the the uninitiated people probably don't know that this carnival used to be run over two days on a, a Wednesday and Thursday, and the crowds were a bit down. Must say, there's a massive crowd in today. Big crowd. Because all the four main Big group crowd. races have been moved into the one day. Yeah. The crowd's great. Uh, I'm sure the Newcastle Jockey Club will be thrilled with the people here. Yep. And uh, the, the level of racing is the best we'll see all year at Newcastle. We're well, just on that. We want to thank the Newcastle Jockey Club because they've allowed us in somehow today. Uh, they've got a massive day of race. This is Today's the races, or the punters' day, really. Tomorrow they've got another massive day, which is the ladies' day. And so all the ladies out there who might be watching the show, because I know that most of the women... Out there, love our show. They love the show. Oh, that's, a, that's our target <laughs> it's, it's audience. Like, it used to be, you know, George <laughs> hey, Clooney and ER. Already, used to be George Clooney and ER, now it's us, right? So, <laughs> of course. Yeah, they've, they've, of course. Found a new, they've found a new thing. I was but, an ugly uh, ball guy. But thank you to the NJC for their support. And get out to the races today. There's plenty of time to come out. All the good stuff's yet to happen. And, uh, of course, ladies tomorrow. Um, what about Reed McCracken a bit early? He was out there having a few quiet ones. He reckons he could ride one of these. Hey, Reed, I reckon he would. The way that he's actually started pushing his race chair, I would not count him out of jumping on one of these horses. He'd whip a, he'd whip a horse hard, though, wouldn't he? <laughs> hey, he would, yeah, he's that's just, shot Ivan, the horses walking out the track. That's a good shot, isn't it? He's on Berry Delicious as well, but he's been enjoying, actually, it's his first time to the races. Yes. He's just sitting there a, a, about a metre from the fence, and he is just loving it. Well, mate, we're a metre from... There they are. They're going out. Like, we can't believe the position we've got. We're like squatters in the mansion, you know what I mean? Like, it's just ridiculous. What are you really? Before security got the gate, we moved in and settled in. I know, and they just can't get us out, but anyway. Here, here she is, Sapara. She's about to walk by. What a bloody winner. <laughs> Very delicious, not a bad. Very delicious, not a bad horse, by the way. So we, we want to thank again Australian Bloodstock, but Guardian Safety Solutions, they're the guys who will put a few bucks into our pockets to try to win a few back. So uh, we thank Guardian Safety Solutions and, of course, the Australian Bloodstock. But uh, the Premier Hotel, of course, they look after us all the time. We'll be Mate, back, back there later. The last two minutes, we're going to have to, before we go to a break, we're going to have to talk about the, the third of Fernley's big threes. And yes. we're going to all yeah, let's, turn. Let's do number three. We're all going to turn on the, the, the man in the middle here. Newcastle. I thought I got away with it. Newcastle almost got the, uh, a trial event off, for the Kurt. big bash. He, cut you off he, tried to, he tried to kill this conversation a little earlier, but we've <laughs> got to get back into it. There's a potential uh, trial for the big bash here in Newcastle. It no longer uh, is taking place because of. Uh, a fee dispute because between, of Ivan. between this bloke <laughs> and Newcastle City Council. So we've got to find out how close were we to getting a getting a game up here in Newey? Uh, from our perspective, from a cricket New South Wales perspective, from the tourism hunter perspective, from the Crown Plaza at Newcastle perspective, from all the uh, hospitality uh, venues who are looking after us perspective, from Newcastle's cr- cricket perspective, it was done. From the Newcastle or the City of Newcastle's perspective, which is Newcastle City Council's perspective. It wasn't done. And that's a real shame, not just for cricket fans, what, but for fans. What was, the, what was the excuse? Well, that's a very good question, Fordo. And to be brutally honest about it, we don't know what the whole excuse was. The only excuse that we've really been given, and, and it, was, it was relayed again during the week, was that they just didn't value it. They didn't value it as much as some of the other events that they want to bring to the city. Could, and that's okay. Could, couldn't, that's couldn't their it, prerogative. Okay, but couldn't you, you guys are a multi-million dollar... Um, organisation, New South Wales Cricket. We're also not-for-profit. Yeah. Okay, okay. So there's so money there. the NFL. So that, there's money <laughs> there. But wouldn't, wouldn't you say that, uh, say, okay, speaking from my area, couldn't you rather say, okay, come play it here, we'll put on, we'll, we'll uh, put on a venue. We, we, it was we, only a trial game. We, we had no, it was an intra-club game. With, you know, obviously, we we're going to get local guys to, to, to top up the ranks. Um, there was never, ever a doubt of anyone funding this game. We had... Sponsors and supporters who wanted to bring us to us uh, to this city. I, as an avocation, want to bring it to the city. There's, that was never in doubt. What we didn't want to do is have a situation where we sort of had with the Sheffield Shield, where 
the game itself isn't the priority. Where the media would have went was the relationship between the council and Cricket New South Wales. And to give you an example, the players love Newcastle. The players wanted to come back to Newcastle. But we had a particular player, for ex as one example last year, who uh, is a fast bowler who walked around before the second day of the Sheffield Shield and said to one of the grounds, the council staff and grounds people, hey, look, this is a bit, bit damp here in my run-up. Uh, any chance we can just get this mopped up? And the response from the council person was, I don't take instructions from players. Yeah. He's an Australian representative. Yeah. Oh, geez. Okay? So the love that's there is not there. Yeah. When, we have, when we have event staff who, and a lot of them are females, uh, having to put toilet paper and soap in, in toilets, yeah. come on. Shouldn't happen. How do we present Newcastle? Shouldn't happen. So forget yeah. cricket. How do we present Newcastle to not just cricket, that's, all that's, sports? That was my point. This, that was my point, though, Ivan. Couldn't one of the district clubs take that on and had toilet paper and soap in the toilets? Mate, <laughs> this is a professional organisation. Steve Smith is the captain of the Sixers, mate. Yeah. He's the Australian captain. If the, city, if the city council does not want us in this place, that's okay. There's 151 yeah. other LGAs in this state who are falling over themselves to have us. Yep. This one didn't want it. Mate, it's, a real, it's a real loss. It's, yeah. a, it's a presence that we don't have as a town. A loss, for, a, loss for the, a loss for the young kids playing the game that could have went and seen their heroes play. Oh, for sure, 100%. It's a loss for the town. It's a loss for the players getting, that, getting those into, the, into town. But it's a loss for every, every single cricket fan, every single kid that wants to be... Smith, it's 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 we need a presence on that stage, and it's just you know, I, I, real shame. Real it's, it's a shame for as an overcasting because the facilities themselves are not up to speed. Number one ground and the blue track are not up to a level we need to be. We bang on about being the second biggest city in the state, and we're about number ten or twelve on the list of facilities. Aubrey Wodonga or Aubrey itself has a population of about fifty thousand people. This year alone, I've been down there. Lavington Oval and another one are giving over a million dollars each put into their facilities. And their grounds are immaculate. Yeah. You know, Coffs Harbour are flying ahead of us. Awesome, yeah. What are Newcastle doing? All right. Anyway. Right. I need to have a bet. Done. Time for an ad. Woo, got out of that. Let's have a break. We'll be back very soon. NJC Trackside at All Sports Show. Can't believe we're here. See you soon. Well, it took all year to get here, and we're finally here in Fordo's favour. It's starting to hit the hit his straps. Look out. That's how we roll in the All Sports Show, mate. That's hey. how we roll. Talk us through it, brother. Well, uh, anyway, before you talk us through it, 400 out, he's like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. Well, and all of a sudden, he started that's grabbing that's me that's and like that's that's bashing me. I was just talking to Tomo off camera. I said, I, we watched the replay. I said, I thought it was going to run a nice third. It was a really nice ride. As I said, it was first up. Generally, they, they don't get home like that. And, uh, well, they're going past now. James McDonald, he's the, he's the top couple of jockeys going around. Jay well done, Jimmy. And, um, it was a fantastic, fantastic ride. And, well, it flew on. Great ride, James McDonald. Well-trained, um, C. Waller. Mate, well done, Fordo. You're loving it. Fordo, uh, Fernley, you and I are busted. Crazy. <laughs> The Grey's going to the barbecue. We had the event. Grey finish, by the way. <laughs> Down the track. Mate, I wasn't was, watching, uh, sorry. Still, still running. In the middle of the... <laughs> still running. Mate, it was in the middle of the track. It's a, uh, a, a beautiful looking horse, but it is, uh, yep. it's not in stage. <laughs> what were you on again, Tomo? He's with Vergara. Uh, uh, Sophie, I didn't still pick that, did I? He's still having a few <laughs> two, private two, men's moments. Too heavy up front. Take the other Sophia. Yeah, too heavy yeah. up front. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, it's good having you on board, Tomo. Listen, you've had a big year. You've, you've come back to Newy. You're starting yep. to get in the cycle of family life and the whole lot. Yep. You played for Maitland Magpies in the, in the New South Wales National Premier League. How, how do you review the year, mate? How did you find it? Um, I enjoyed it. It was refreshing, to be honest. It was uh, obviously a lot different to what I'm used to. Uh, two nights a week and a game on the weekend, which I haven't done that in... 15 years, but um, no, look, it was great. It took us a while to get going. I'm not sure whether we'd even started when I was on here last, but no, you hadn't quite got the there. first month was, was tough. I think yep. the boys started to realise we it you, mate. wasn't going to be easy. Mm. And um, I think once they all realised that, you know, we have to actually 
do something or make a bit more effort, then we actually got some good results. And we were competitive in all games, but probably one or two, which was great. Coming back to essentially what it is for you, grassroots football, and that's not trying to be condescending, that's just yep. what it is. Um, how did you find the level of Newcastle? And be honest here, mate, because yep. obviously there's some good players around, but those are only speckling over the top of, of a, of a yep. park football competition. Yeah. Really. Well, to be honest, I think most teams always have that three or four or five players that you think are actually quite good individually. And I think what's, what's lacking is just the fact that they can't train full-time mm. and get cohesion and get sort of strategies worked out. And, you know, I mean, we would train three or four hours a day for seven days a week for yep. six months prior to the first game. So you eventually got to know everyone's game. I mean, these boys don't have that luxury of being able to do that. So, I mean, you try to get that hour and a half in on a Tuesday night and try and get as much as you possibly can in. And that's why it took us five or six weeks to actually get things the way we were going. You know? So yeah. yeah, and look, I mean, they were fantastic in the, in the, in the league before last year and they'd done it on their ear. And I actually think that they were a bit naive in thinking, well, we won that, so it'll be a mid-table but year. they found the good step year. pretty big. And it was huge. And it was. And it was hard for me. It was a new thing for me. Um, you know, so I had to get used to them and they had to get used to me as well. So, yeah. But like I said, it was, I had a fantastic time. It was refreshing and I enjoyed the two nights. Um, I'd like to say I was as fit as as I was a couple of years ago, but that's not the case. But <laughs> that like I said, it was, it was enjoyable. So will there be another year? There is another year, and I'm right. hanging around. I've done that midway through the year. Like I said, I loved it. I just I enjoy football. I couldn't wait to play part-time, so to speak. I yep. mean, probably yep. two years ago, I was ready for it. Can you see a, a, a good growth from some young guys I in can. the club? I one? can. Yeah, I can. And uh, and that would probably touch on the fact that I've actually tried to get into the, to the youth side of things with a few clinics with a... A mate of ours in, in Andre Gumpert. So um, we're setting up a, a little thing out in the Maitland area, and we can't wait to, to get it up and going. It's called Football IQ. A bit of a, a plug. Get a plug, there, mate. So get a plug. We're, 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 we're sluts, mate. Plug it. <laughs> in the Hunter Valley or in Newcastle, and you want to improve that football brain of yours, I think it's important for you guys to uh, have a look at our website, Football IQ Training. Dot com. You won't be disappointed. You, you, you can't do any worse than having Andre, Andre Gumprecht and Matty Thompson looking after you. How'd you go with a bit of profile in the local comp with... Um Guys targeting your time out. Was it a bit like that early doors? Yeah, I think it was. And it was funny because I put myself in a position where I sort of wanted to get on the ball a lot. Um, but it sort of made it easier for other teams to pick me up. So I've sort of pushed myself a little bit higher up the pitch to sort of get in behind players and, and blindside things. And, and it actually turns out we had a, a better number six than, than me in the squad anyway. So it worked out perfect for us. He was great. <laughs> he was my player's player. And we were good. We were actually good all season from, uh, from round four or five. So I'm looking forward to next year. Well, there's a big night tonight for Maitland because they've got their presentation night. Yes. So, uh, where's that at, mate? That is the uh, Maitland East Bowling Club. I think gotta, it is. Well, make sure you go to the right venue. No, mate. I'll that be good. I'll, I'll um, <laughs> it's in Maitland. It is. <laughs> what about some of the old boys that used to play in, in, in the uh, A-League and that with? Yep. Do they actually, it's like, how's it going, mate? Have you tried to encourage any of those guys to come to Newcastle? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I mean, you sort of bring it up in general conversation. I mean, um, you know, I've speak to, spoken to Joel a few times since I've been back, yep. Joel Griffiths, and... Um, he's you know, he's co-panelled one of our whole show one night. You know? Yeah, he yeah. told me that. Yeah, um, and I mean Jason Hoffman obviously come back to Newcastle. Yep. Uh, Andrew Durani, who played in our um, grand final team, he was uh, back in Newcastle not long ago and threw the line out that you know he could end up here. And you know it, it'd be lo love to have these sorts of players come back and play in the league because it's yep. a, it's a fantastic there's probably, thing. There's probably a belief have. in the town that them two guys should have never left the town, <laughs> especially yeah, especially Durani after the, the yeah. grand final win. How, how does the man in the match in the grand final get let go? Well, yeah, well, that look, that's uh, 
definitely in the past, and, that, and it sucked. <laughs> it sucked, to be honest. I mean, I think we won it, and I think there was six or seven yeah. from even the lineup itself yeah. that weren't there, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm throwing that number out, but yeah. it was a lot. And um, it was really disappointing because the following year we were last. Yeah. And it sucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. Know, it, so. it, it's funny how time flies, isn't it, mate? Because next, not this one, the one after is 10 years since we won that in Newcastle. And it go. just flies like that. Yeah, it does. It does. And I mean, so I think um, there's a Josh Callender rang us up the other day um, and said it was 10 years since the first game. Yeah, yeah. Weeks ago. yeah. Felt like I remember Same. exactly. It was actually a, a huge game. I remember Carl Viet scoring and where I was on the pitch, and yeah. it was a game you never forget. And I'm sure the yeah. fans would, will never forget. It was that a, as well. it was a real buzz around the town that night. I remember I was never I was only a casual soccer observer, but the A League and a team from Newcastle, and I was disappointed that Adelaide beat you that night. But yeah. it was good to see a, a big a national league on on our stage at, at, at Hunter Stadium. Yeah. It was huge. I mean, those those couple of years, especially the first year and the next two, next couple of years after that, we really. Um, uh, improved in terms of a club and, and obviously performances. Obviously, the last few years has been a bit disappointing. Um, it's just a shame that I think we've uh, sort of in the papers more than others, I think, yeah. which is a shame. Yeah. But um, like I said, I'll hopefully, I was speaking to Kurt for briefly before, that they're trying to involve some ex-players, which is great to see. Yeah. And uh, hopefully that uh, brings up the spirit of the players around the field. When did you well, come to Newey? Well, uh, so I came here for 18 months back in 2003. So just before that all started? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, full-time here from 2007, I think. Okay. What was your attraction to, to Newcastle, Kurt? Uh, my coach lived up here, but it's just access to training, the, the quiet roads, the access to the blue track every, every day. Uh, the big blue there at National Park. Uh, uh, being able to do recovery swims in the beach or the or Merriweather or Newcastle Bars. I, know, I, noticed, I noticed driving past the blue track today, the actual car park's been retired today. Yeah, the car... Are going to retire the damn track? Mate, we're going to have a beautiful car park. <laughs> the, the, the track's still... The track's still more bloody cinders than, uh, yeah. than anything else, but it's... You know, it, it will happen. It will happen. Yeah, yeah, slowly. I think that it needs to continue to build its own finances and then the, the council will need to invest some money in it. Uh, when that will happen, I don't know. What about Gary Harley behind us just trying to steal the That's, show? Yeah, no. <laughs> Jock's ta- Jock Stoley's son was a tipster today. He's just turned it up a little bit. Turn it up a little bit. If the viewers can hear it, that's the presentation of the Tibby Stakes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, why do we want to know about that? You won it. We don't. We didn't I, don't I don't want a trophy. I just want your money for the booking. Correct way, correct way. So, Matty, you mentioned the, the Jets, and um, it's interesting because this year they've got a lot of old boys coming back. Like Halidi's coming back, you know, even Berrigetti, Carney, if, if you want to call him an old boy. Yeah. Um, it sounds like Joel's back in the fold somewhere. Joel's is that right? somewhere is that, floating around. Going? Jason Hoffman, and even even uh, JP, Demarini's back, you know. <laughs> yeah. Wow, how the time turns. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, but it's good to have those guys back, isn't it? Of course, of course. I mean, um, I'd hate to say it, but I mean, they, they couldn't get a, a lot worse in terms of a club as a whole, obviously, like the last couple of years. So to have these sort of players that come back, I mean, JP's passionate about everything, about his breakfast, about everything. So to have someone like that part of the club is only going to be a good thing. Um, you know, I think Michael Bridges is involved probably somewhere as well. So, I mean, to have these sorts of players, it's good to, for the players that are involved, that are playing, to see these players involved. Because yeah. if there are any dramas or concerns and they don't feel comfortable talking, they're pretty much talking to a teammate, which is yeah. what we do all the time. So... Um, that's that's fantastic. So I'm expecting big things. If you're unable, if you're unable to keep an interest or keep associated with the ex-players, then it shows a lot about the culture of that club that is existing at the moment. When you when you have ex-players and a big chunk of them who either don't feel welcome or they are publicly 
you know, you know, the, the relationship isn't there. Geez, that says a lot about the club. And and, and seeing it turn a corner, seeing it get those relationships back as a as a Jets fan, it's only good things. Yeah, it's good. It's addictive, like it's addictive, like winning. And when the culture's bad, that's addictive too. It just gets seems to get worse, doesn't it? Well, they seem to get. They shut up the hatches even further, yeah, and, and yeah. the relationships gets worse and worse. And then, then they they're, they're isolated, and then they become isolated from their fans as well. After that, if you can't keep the ex players, you can't keep the fans. You can't keep the fans. You don't have the town. And if you don't have Newcastle on board at one of our teams, what's what's the point? It's all over. Of those guys, Halidi, Birgitti, Carney, Hoffman, Demarini. They all play a part, but who do you reckon has got the most important part to play of all that? Because they're coming back to prove themselves as well, aren't they? Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably put it on, I'll not put it on, but I mean, Davey Carney is a, a, yeah. a good player. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he started up in, in Sydney and he was good there, went overseas and, and represented Australia however many times, yep. a lot. Um, and obviously the year that happened last year with all the, again, all the stuff, um, put on the sidelines, didn't train and wasn't allowed to and all that sort of stuff. I think um, he doesn't have to prove anything, but I think for him himself, he wants to show the Newcastle area that, you know, the fact that they kept him and the fact that he, he actually stayed yeah. Instead of just going, you know what, I'm out. At a well-publicised rate, too. Like, he's not yeah. like a you know minimum wage player. No. He's actually up there as one of yeah. the key players. So he does have a lot to prove, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. I've known Davey since he was nine. I actually played club football yeah. with him. And he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. And, and like you're saying, having some sort of relationship, fans and players, when you have such a turnover, that six-year-old kid has a favourite player and then that favourite player leaves. So then he's like, oh... So the fans come to see sometimes just Jeez. A, an individual yeah, player. Yes. How yes. many favourite players over the last few years have we yeah. seen win in premierships? Have we seen? Yeah. Have we seen win? Uh, well, Jesus, Nathan Burns even got the got yeah. the the, the, yeah. the best player in the league. You know, yeah, he's irregular for the Socceroos. And a regular. What a what a loss. Yeah. What a loss. I mean, and I'll use Tarek Elridge as an oh. example. Oh, Tarek. And I mean, he was here for a long time, you know, and. That, he had a bond with everyone. Everyone loved yep. him. People would and come the to town. watch him. And, I mean, Tarek is a good mate of mine and wasn't necessarily, you know, the so-called playmaker or necessarily the best player. I mean, the guy can play. Yes. Put it that way, you know. But I think it was his general personality that brought people to a game. You know yeah. what I mean? So um, I think what they've done this year as well, they, they haven't signed idiots in terms of change room idiots. Yeah, good. They want the culture to be good, and that's something, like you said before, and I think it's, uh, they're going to work for each other this year, which is going to be the difference. It's, it's, it's a really, it's, if you ever watch the A-League, which we all do, and, uh, you know, the Jets are playing someone who has a number of Jets players in it, inevitably the Twitter sphere starts with name your best Jets 11 that aren't playing for the Jets. And you've got, like, yeah. Topol Stanley, Nicky Carl's in there for a while. <laughs> yeah, you know, Kovic was in there. They're all in there. And it's yeah. just remarkable the number of players, particularly through your era, that, that early sort of season one to season yep. four, season three, who just came through the Jets. And, and I, I think sometimes as a town, we probably didn't respect it. And I say that with a guy who, as a guy who spent the first four seasons at the Mariners after, the, after four years leading into the A-League. <laughs> so, you know, like, but, you know, <laughs> but we always had a healthy rivalry and it was very good. And even the Mariners back then, they had some, you know, kick-ass players. Yeah. And you sort of forget the quality of the player that we actually had through this town. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Unbelievable, unbelievable. When you talk about Tarek, he was when he came back for Western Sydney, 
He, he was cheered. He was wearing the opposition's jersey and, and went up to the, the Newcastle fans and received a reception that would be would be held for a, for an absolute crowd home favourite. So that that shows a lot about the guys that we left. That's it. Yeah. Who's your best import we've ever had at the Jets, you reckon? Oh, I think um, I was only talking about him the other day. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, no, <laughs> you don't read. No one remembers. Top 10. Who, um, who was that? Mario Jardel. Uh, uh, the rumour has Mario it Jardel? he got signed off a YouTube clip. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> YouTube clip can, was can from I, five years Can I confirm that, that rumour? <laughs> oh, Robert Dillon is brutal to Mario Jardel. He's brutal oh. on him. Oh, but look, you know what the funny thing was? The first session he came, and obviously first impression, and you sort of think, wow, he looked overweight and big boy. He trained the house down. Is that right? Yeah, we played a 20 by 20 possession game, so we didn't have to move a lot. But his touches were great, and I'm thinking... We're on. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think it just... And that was it. That was it. That was the extent of his career. 20 minutes. Yeah. No, yeah, but no. uh, if you're looking at <laughs> it... Looking at it but what about Milton Rodriguez? I was going to say Milton had yeah, to be up there. Yeah. In terms of impact and what he did and scored goals. What about, what about Song in, in the Premiership year? Yeah, well, I think he actually came, what, three weeks before the grand final. Yeah, we had a, yeah. a, he had a massive impact, bloke. didn't he? He did. He was yeah. great. Spoke no English. And I think within pre-season the following year, he spoke it. Yeah. He trained himself, he coached himself, went home, and, did and lessons. Another, crea- another massive crown favourite. Yeah, he was. And he was, yeah. it was different for us. You know, yeah, we, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, I think he was, Nicky had left, a playmaker. Yep. Song was the next yeah. he was it. crafty so-called South American. I yeah. use that, uh, you know, the um, stereotype. But he was a skillful player that, yeah. I think, like I said, rocked up three weeks before the grand final, played two games, and he was in the lineup. And yeah. There was a bit of controversy in playing in the grand final. He had to get cleared or something, didn't he? I, I, kind of, I don't know, I'm man. Back, Mate, everything, in, everything associated with the Jets has got very controversy. Back a long time. I remember Song played, as you said, a couple of games leading to the, the finals, and there was something about a clearance, or so didn't play enough games to play in the okay. finals, and he ended up getting cleared. Yeah, it wasn't on Song. There you go. For everybody. We won it. That so was it yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember it. You know what? That was, again, Mariners guy. Second, a th- second grand final in three years. Lost both 1-0. But you know who I felt most for was we had Tony Vidmar. And it was the mm. only mistake Tony Vidmar made all year for the Mariners yeah. when he just lost the handle of the ball yeah. and he was in there. And there he goes. Bridgie went bang, I, done. I, good mate of mine, one of my best mates, Steve Henderson, was a trainer there. And he said to me, uh, just off the cuff, he'd never seen anyone kick a ball as hard as Mark Bridge. <laughs> is, that, is that true? Is that like, is that, is that really I don't true? know whether it's kicking it hard. I'd look, I think he, that was his timing. year. Bridgie's year, that yeah, was, that was yeah. huge. He had a he bomb of a year. Yeah, good great timing. finisher. Yeah. It was a 7 8 odd not yeah. yeah, good season. Yeah, you yeah. came back. Good season, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was. And, um, yeah, like I said, I mean, with talking to about Tony Vidmar, I mean, I'm sure he has made mistakes in games. And I think he's probably, yeah, but look, <laughs> I'm sure he never knows. game. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's played at oh. the highest. Um, and, you know, he's probably seen his fair share and, and they've moved on. So, look, if there's one player that... You know, we would have been disappointed, but he would have known how to it. deal with it. He would didn't have been. deserve it. You know, no, like, no one deserves. No one oh, deserves. What sport can be unforgiving? No one deserves. No, everyone, everyone deserves what, whatever the they won. they were able to do. Jets won. It's a human thing, mate. It's 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 exactly right. Like, we, we put on two grand final parties, and they're both business. Let the Mariners, let the Mariners supporters have sympathy for him. Oh my God. Honestly, this doesn't even go into the central coast. <laughs> I was going to say, look, you know, I didn't even get near the Swansea Bridge. This I, I, I often say I was at the I was at the conception of the Jets and the birth of the Mariners, so they're both my children. But um, it's good to see they're going back. I think it's good to see they're going back to the gold. They're, they're really starting to engage. They've been at more openings than an envelope. They've already started the, the great stuff. And blokes like the bloke we haven't mentioned yet, who I want to mention specifically, Nigel Bogart. How good's Bogues coming back? Like. 
His dad played for KB. He is Nova Castrian as they come. He's a Mariners player. Went to Adelaide, forged his career. He's come back home. And I reckon, just in watching him on the news and the footage, you can see he's happy being back. I reckon Bogues is going to have a massive, massive year for the Jets this year. Yeah. A lot, I mean, a lot of pressure on him too, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's come back as, you know, a, a marquee sort of, I think. Yep. You know, obviously a local boy coming back. And, um, you know, I, I actually went to Adelaide for a little bit and, and trolled with him before I went to Sydney. And I was uh, pleasantly surprised of... of how far he'd grown, I guess, as a footballer. Yep. You know, I think Gombao sort of gave him a sniff, and it's amazing what confidence can do to, to do to players. And, and he was definitely given that by the coach. And yeah, I don't know how many years he was there. I know he got sent off a few times, which I wouldn't mind know that. He's been sent off um, quite a few times. Yeah, a big year for him. And speaking of Jason briefly, um, you know, he's a good a good egg around the change room, which is what you want from a captain. So um, he'll be a great a great acquisition. To the team. You, you mentioned pressure. We asked. We talked about it last week. Who's got the biggest pressure? Um, Scott Miller or Nathan Brown? Massively Nathan Brown by a mile. Yeah, big time. By a mile. <laughs> but but <laughs> in football circles, Scotty Miller is really, he's like picked up the poison chalice really, hasn't he? Yeah, well, if, you, if you look oh. at the, the history. You know what, I don't know whether he's got a poison chalice. He's got a, he's got a, he's got, he's got I wouldn't say this politely. He's, he's got something that is pretty messy, but a lot of potential. Agree. Uh, so if, if, Nathan if got, Brown's got something that we just don't know. What yeah. is there? Is there potential? We 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 hoped reckon, every year. I still reckon Brown's walking into a bigger mess than Miller. Well, yeah, but, but that's a rugby league circle, football circles. Yeah. Like they they are. They was Brown and Miller. Yeah. Oh, he's got the biggest pressure locally. But but Scotty Miller, like this could really make him as a manager. Like if he does something special this year. Oh, for sure, mate. He, write your own tickets. How old is he? He's young, young coach. He's only early to mid-30s, mate. He's, yeah, only, he's, he's only young. He looked like he was about 17. Yeah. <laughs> well, mate, do, do yourself a favour. Take a picture of him now, and let's fast forward six uh, months and take a picture of him, and you watch him age, because like it happens. Funny that. Yeah, someone he won't look like you, mate. No one can look yeah. like you, no my friend. Um, best <laughs> coach you've ever had? I'm going to have to say John Von Schipp in uh, Melbourne Down in Melbourne Hart. Yeah, again, it was a confidence thing. I played a different position. He pretty much said... I want you there. We need you there, and it was a, a flattering thing for a footballer to hear that from a coach, and gave me every confidence in the world, and said, "I just want you to do your thing there." And it was exciting. It was a new challenge, and it was good for me. Yeah, good. Well, we might have a short break, Toddy. You're right. We're gonna have a short break. We're gonna come back very soon. We're only about uh, 15 minutes from the next start. We'll have a come back, have a bit of a chat, and then we're gonna preview this race coming up, which is the massive Strathair Cameron Handicap, very soon here at the All Sports Show. Australian Bloodstock has a proven Welcome back to the All Sports Show, live at the NJC, of course, here on a massive day for the racing. Um, we're going to cut straight through. We're coming up to the race six, the Strathair Cameron Handicap, a massive race. Jock Logley, he's just over my shoulder. He's going to give you a preview. Thank you. The Cameron Handicap, Group 3, worth $150,000. My top tip here is the favourite, Ector. Number two, we'll catch him on the next lap around. You'll see him in the checkerboard blinkers. He ran second first up in the tramway handicap. He's got an outstanding second up record. And also, he will race on the pace if he doesn't lead. And I think that's a major asset here. A lot of these horses are going to get back in the field. He might just get one cosy run up front. My second selection, bit of value. Best case, number nine. Now, best case is going terrific. He's had a barrier trial the other day. He's a group-placed horse, and I think he's been set for this race. Others in the market, which you must consider, a Flamingo star. Didn't handle a wet track last start in Sydney. A top galloper from France. And Huey Bowman's got a big rap on him. 
and also to include in your trifectas is Forget. Trained by Kim Waugh, right down on the minimum, but he's been racing in superb heart in town and do think he is the one to beat. And welcome back to the All Sports Show live from the NJC here at Broadmeadow. Of course, brought to you by the Australian Bloodstock and Guardian Safety Solutions. Australian Bloodstock, great, great horsing organisation and uh, get, it, get great involved. Great horsing organisation. Well, what else are they? <laughs> <laughs> hey? That's as good as I've heard it, that's all. Hey? I've never heard it said so eloquently. Hey, McAvaney, in waiting, mate. In waiting. Oh, blue eyes. Uh, Guardian Safety Solutions, of course, have looked after us today as well. So thank both Australian Bloodstock and Guardian Safety Solutions. Gentlemen, we're about to get to the old race six. Strathair, Cameron Handicap. The field is moving out. Kurt, what are you on, brother? Ecuador, mate. Uh, what a, a, a gay, uh, let me down on the last race, but uh, it's strong favourite. So, mate, I've, I've went Waterhouse and, uh, and the favourite number two. All right, well, we're going to introduce David Lowe. He's just he's sort of snipped in here. Matty Thompson aged about 20 years very quickly. <laughs> Welcome to the panel, David Lowe. Thank you for coming along. Uh, great to be here. Sorry I'm a bit late. I got uh, accosted at the gate to uh, receive the Worst Punter in the World Award. On the <laughs> way in, so, um, but great to be here. I haven't been here since about 1985. Last time I had a winning day, I think. <laughs> well, mate, the next one might be it. What are you on, brother? Look, I liked Ecuador a little bit. I do have a soft spot for best case, uh, AJ Cummings. Uh, Brent and Avdullah aboard. I think it's pretty well weighted. Second up, I think goes all right, so fingers crossed. Well, Lowell, you've just done me in because I'm on the same one, mate. Uh, race six, number nine, best case. That's the best case I've got is listening to you. So you are well, Come on, board, are you? <laughs> I'm for the first time in a long, long time going for two in a row. <laughs> uh, I, I think Ecuador, it's been smashed in the market. We've we've grabbed the 220 bit earlier, so I think Ecuador. Gay Waterhouse... Uh, She's ready for a win here today, Gay. So let's hope. Is Gay here today? She'll be here. Hundred percent, she'll be here. Well, mate. She normally rings up and lets her know when she's in. Nah, no, that's no, Francesca. Oh, Francesca. Of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, she rings up to see if you're within a hundred meters of her. With the uh... this, this is the venue where the me and her eyes first clash. She hasn't stopped texting me since. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ecuador's all across the board. There you see Forday, Kurt, and Jock are all into it. Uh, Lowy and myself are on best case, gentlemen. We've probably got no hope between all of us, but uh, well, good luck to you, mate. Thanks, you, cl- mate. you went. You said, "Mate, I've got to go. I've got- Can I just go and click my bet?" And off he went, and uh, you had a slash, which yes, was good yes. too. So better? I've all up. I've all up. Um, shoes clean in Ecuador. So if this wins, it could be a bit of bit of cheering in the all sports show <laughs> pavilion. So David, mate, not- when was the last time you were here? When um, uh, look, it wasn't quite that Luskin long ago. Star was running around, or I, uh, I was at school when Luskin Star ran around. But I, um, I got a bit of a story for you. I, I, uh, I think. Uh, Oh, maybe 1985, 1986, Santa Bells. They named the Santa Bells Lodge over. It won at 20 to 1. I won a TAB competition. Lee Morn drew my name out. <laughs> I had 200. I was left with 50. And I had 50 on Santa Bells, turned it into a gorilla. I had to go to, <laughs> to, to training at Marconi. And I, I can remember the day because it's the last time I won, I think. And I had 50 each way imprimata in, in absentia. And I drove home from, from Fairfield to Beaumont Park, that's how long ago it was, oh, the dogs wow. are still racing, in under two hours to get on number five in the last Mr. Ratto at nine to two, so that's my story for the day, a great day that I can remember the last time I won, you have another one like that today. <laughs> well, mate, good luck, happy punning to everyone, and uh, once again, I want to thank Australian Bloodstock and, of course, Guardian Safety Solutions, and, of course, the NJC, because they've allowed us imposters here on the track somehow, I don't know how that worked, but... Have uh, you that other line? Hey, it's all well, very good. Well, I'm getting that other line. <laughs> 
Can't talk. They actually don't know we're here yet. That's, that's <laughs> the thing. As, soon as, they, as soon as they find it out, we're it's out here. Just yeah, a lot yeah, of people looking at the horses. Yeah, over it's our amazing shoulders. what a bit yeah. of caution tape does around. No one comes here. <laughs> but uh, no, all good. What have you been up to, Lowe? You ready for the A League season ahead, mate? Well, hopefully I am. I don't know if the new Are they calling you back? Well, I don't know if the new guys you have got a gig for me. No, well, I'm I'm not an employee. I'm a uh, consultant slash freelance uh, columnist. Yeah. So look, I don't know. Uh, usually, Kev rings me up about two days before I'm due and yeah. and says we're going again, mate. I'm, look, to be honest with you, I'm not sure. I've been away for a couple of weeks, so uh, up in Burley, so uh, having a good uh, holiday. So you know, I'm probably not right up to date with all the uh, all the news, but I've kept the kept the breast of it with the Herald. We were talking to Matty Thompson quite a bit before he was on the panel from the start, but um, the Jets. What's your take on the Jets this year? How are they travelling? Are they looking all right? Are they they're not. Gonna, are they finals bound or not? Are we kidding ourselves or what? Ah, look, I think, you know, I think you can look at the lower end of the semi-final spectrum. I think there's going to be a big gulf. I think your Melbournes, your Sydneys, your Melbourne City, um, financially, they're just too strong for the other teams now. And, you know, the, the concessions that the FFA have made um, have allowed that a little bit, I think. Look, the FFA have come, stepped in, saved Newcastle. To be fair, um, they thought the Brisbane were going to be a basket case and they'd have to save them as well. But I don't think they've uh, overextended their budget. Um, in terms of signings and what they've allocated the club to spend. So, look, I think, realistically, if you're looking at 6th to 7th, will be a pretty reasonable effort. You know, and I don't want to pour cold water on the fans' host, but no. realistically speaking, of course, a lot depends on the signing they're talking about in the papers today, yep. uh, the Serbian, uh, and the Brazilian boy who's here already, 32 years of age, has been a very good player. Just hope he's still got some legs, because you need them in the A-League. You're yeah. a Liverpool fan, aren't you? Uh, when they're winning, I'm a Liverpool I fan. Well, I, I so, was, not today? Um, well, I was a Chelsea fan when I was a kid, so I probably am a Liverpool fan at the moment. <laughs> because I'm going to ask you two questions. One, Liverpool, uh, the perennial sort of should have been, could have been, just haven't. Same thing. Ro- Rogers seems to be having the same issue this year, doesn't he? Well, he does, but at the end of the day, it's, it's like what we've just talked about with, uh, with the A-League. Manchester City, Manchester United. I know Liverpool have spent some money this year, but you look at what Manchester City has spent over the last five years, um, Manchester United do it as well. Chelsea with Abramovich. I mean, they're struggling this year. Well, 17th on the ladder, Chelsea. I wanted, that was my next question. They've got four points. They're 17th on the ladder. Wow. Anyway. They're about to jump. We're about to jump here at the uh, at the uh, race six. Strathair, Cameron Handicap. Good luck to all the punters. We're going to be back after the race because we're not allowed to broadcast it. See you soon. <laughs> See, forget the winner of the Cameron because we have... Well done, uh, and as a cricket flavour, because I love a cricket flavour, they're about to walk past us here. Uh, well done to Ricky Ponning and Mark Waugh. They're, uh, they're co-owners of that horse, so well done to those guys, and uh, good to see cricket uh, have a win. Forget, there he goes, right past us. Kurt, didn't even look at him, did you? Mate, I'm still shaking my head. Ten to one. Oh, Ricky and, uh, Ricky and Mark Waugh. Ricky and Mark have done well. Did you look at him? Well, I, looked, I noticed he was $8 in the market, but I thought, you know, with your position in cricket, you'd have the inside word. Mate, I didn't, get a, I didn't get a phone call. Mate, oh, that's what I was, I like I was expecting. Yeah, you've brought the soccer players on today. You should, obviously, you should have had <laughs> should the have cricketers. Been, I should have got the cricketers <laughs> yeah, on. Exactly. Should have got the cricketers on. But anyway, mate, forget uh, from Malice, and I think uh, Wouldn't It Be Nice was uh, third. Uh, our two horses ran fourth and fifth, so that was nothing. But uh, it is what it is. But uh, he, he's already uh, drowned his sorrow, so to speak, with uh, Darren Ford's run away, and he's, he's back at the table. Ford, did you even have a look at that thing? The Forget number one, uh, well, number 11. No, I forgot about it. Good. Right it's the number two. When it's such a short price favourite, for it to get run over like that, that was a poor run. Yeah, it's, that it's, was a poor, It's a poor typical run. gay Waterhouse, get to the front and try and run them off their feet. And unfortunately, it's a strong race today. I thought Ecuador was a better horse than that. But Forget's won a couple of races in Sydney. 
on a Saturday, so it's not a bad horse. And trained by Kim Moore, who's on a bit of a roll at the moment as well. So and run them off their feet. They were, they were the, the whole pack. That's, that's the how whole pack was on. Gay gets them rock hard fit, sends them out, jump and run and see if they can catch them. And but today, unfortunately, run down quite easily. It was the first one booting. Yeah, the look, the thing about the winner is it sat sat just behind it, just, just outside off it. it. So sat it sat up it. on the speed as well. So it's you know I think you've got to give credit where credit's due. It's a good win. And yep. for me, the form out of these races at Newcastle, you always get a couple that will go and win a good race. Yes. At the Carnival in Sydney, so That's keep right. an eye That's out right. for it. Yeah, I'd say. yeah. It's, it's 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 an, an up and coming progressive horse. Forget and uh, it will go on and win a win a nice race. Maybe maybe in Sydney in the spring rather than Melbourne. Gay will obviously be upset if she walks out of here empty handed. She hasn't won one yet, has she? No. Well, I know they're fairly they were fairly bullish about the, the top weight in the cup, the offer. Um, but I'm going against that. I, I think uh, another horse will be. We'll get that later. But we'll get uh, into that later. But yeah, but as a trainer, she's but but she but but on any given day. Gay declares her horses everything will win, doesn't she? Love it. I'll just it just wins, you know. And <laughs> the next day she must wake up and go, oh, I declared that thing, it didn't win. You know, they run seven. Back, seven look, back. She's, had, she's, she's had enough winners that you listen to her. Yeah. At well, the end of the day, it was like Bart would go in and 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 he would come out and say every single one of his bloody horses yeah, are going to yeah, win. But he's got yeah. enough winners behind him that you do have to yeah. listen to him. Has a bit of weight behind it, doesn't it? Really. It does. So is it all show? Is race horsing, is race, the racing well, well, is all show? You know, you know what, the difference between Gay and a lot of other trainers, a lot of other trainers won't, won't give you anything. They'll say, oh, it's going okay, maybe needs this run, and comes out and wins us 20 to 1, and, and you miss it. <laughs> that's, that's what generally happens. And Whereas Gay comes out and declares, and all of a sudden they run around, as it did today, as a $2.40 favourite. Got itself, got its ass kicked fairly, fairly uh, emph- emphatically, so... You know, you listen to what you need to. You're not to dirty at all, for no, are you? No. <laughs> I don't, I don't, no I, I don't, I, I don't uh, hold grudges uh, at all, Lowy. Uh, yeah. Imagine if there was a bookie in the family that could take advantage of that. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, there's two. <laughs> you, you can be part of that if you're part of the Australian Bloodstock family. So make sure if you are interested in racing, go and speak to the guys at the Australian Bloodstock. Uh, they're a fantastic group. And, of course, our good friends at Guardian Safety Solutions, Fordo, one of your mates. Big Graham, yeah, he's yeah, a great man, good man. I, I understand he said me just off camera earlier before the show that uh, you met him when you went over to Chicago. Did, he was on the he was on the tour with us uh, to watch. He's actually a part owner of the horse Goldstream went to, to look at and uh, me and him got to know each other and become good friends from that. And he's a big fan of the show since then. We obviously uh, promoted the show to him and he loves it and want to come on board with a bit of sponsorship and we appreciate that. I absolutely appreciate it. Now listen, gentlemen, let's talk a bit of general sport. Lower, you're an, you're an NRL man. You're the, who do you follow? I, I, I tend to waver a bit like the EPL. I was a Cronulla fan way back in the days when they throw the passes, Paul Kahn and Steve Rogers, Steve Rogers and Steve yeah. Neen and uh, you know, all of those guys and all the surf, surfy brigade, Gavin Miller, yeah, that sort of thing. But look, I just like to see good open football to be to be you know, perfectly the honest. Now, you know, you're back on? Um, look, they might roll North Queensland. I don't think they can win the competition, but um, I just like to see a good open game. I'm pretty versatile like that, so I don't get my heart broken too often, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're the two big games. We're going to go through with briefly because I know Fordo loves it. Roosters v Bulldogs tonight, mate. That's a that's a pretty interesting game, really, because who would have thought the Roosters could go out in straight sets? I don't think they will. I think the Roosters might be too strong for them. I, I think um, the Roosters couldn't get their, their attack so wrong again. They, they were all over the shop last week. I think they'll, Robertson will have that sorted out. Uh, the Bulldogs have been brave once again, but I think the Roosters might be too strong for them. Well, the Cassiano, the whole knee and, and head butting, oh, sorry, the, the crusher sort of tackle on the on their kick, yeah. it, it really put their, their season in jeopardy, but they got through it. And it, the Bulldogs, you know, there's a lot of confidence around the Bulldogs at yep. the moment. We yep. know a few Bulldogs yep. people, and they're feeling pretty pretty up and about at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. Well, do you, do you rate the Bulldogs tonight, mate? Uh, mate, I, I don't think so. Roosters? I don't think so. I'm a Roosters. I honestly, I thought the Roosters would have got a win up last weekend. 
Um, but like well, I actually backed them last week, and then when we uh, when we spoke about it further, you, they did they did almost need a loss to then regroup and go through. Um, I've got to you think listen, that that will be. I've you listened to, to you. Reid and I converted you. Didn't you did. You poor bastard. Yeah, well, <laughs> you I, did. It was the right thing, but mate, I think. Uh, I think that they are. I think that they're in. They're due. They're back. They'll have to be. He's a good coach. He's a great coach. Yeah. Look, it would be a really, really disappointing season, Lowe. If you've been involved in seasons where you sort of like they're flying, they've won like a dozen in a row, and all of a sudden you get to the the, the business end of the season, and you go bang, bang, two poor performances, which are out of character, cost you the whole year. Yeah. Look, I don't think they'll lose tonight either. I mean, I, I know a few Bulldog supporters. I I tend to look at it a little bit like a form god. I think. St. George, yeah, they were brave, but they really struggled to get into the eight. Mm. They fell in, and Canterbury struggled to beat them. They you know, went to Golden Point uh, last week. Um, through that form line, yeah, Melbourne aren't the prettiest team in the, the competition, but what they do, they do really well. So the Roosters, you know, fell at, at that hurdle, at, you know, by the width of a, a goalpost, yep. as it was. Um, I think they'll bounce back tonight. Yeah, great. And then we go to Saturday, Cowboys v. the Sharks. Cowboys... I still think they're specials. I actually think they're just they're just warming up again. They were going well middle middle of the season. You and I were poking ice and all sorts of things. They were 20, 30 points behind. They just came back and they were just. They've it. got a, They've got a history this year of struggling against top eight sides. Though. Mm. Uh, that's their Achilles heel. The top eight sides work them out a bit better. And um, Cronulla play that real spoiling kind of football. Uh, I think Cronulla might beat them. You're tipping the sharks. I think the sharks might beat them. Wow. What about you, Lowe? You. I'm on the fence. I think it's a bit of a, a Roosters-Melbourne one where it depends, as Fordo said, the way the game is. If it's an open contest, no doubt the Cowboys for me. Um, if Cronulla are allowed to slow slow the game down, um, keep things tight, then they can get a bit nervy. Um, yeah, you know They've got a pretty poor record in recent seasons when they, they look like they might win things. Uh, North Queensland, they haven't gone on with it, so they'll get a bit nervous if it's close. And they've been, they've been gypped a couple of times, a couple of poor calls over the years, and at some point, do they get that luck back, mate? Does the does, does, does sport turn for them, for them, you know? Really? Really? Uh, sport is sport can be unforgiving. And I, I, I want the Cowboys to go through. But I've actually... Yeah, you know what? I think the old Sharkies can, can, can get a win up with this one. Because, you know what? You're sometimes when you've convinced yourself that something's against you, that you can't win because of the NRL's against you or whatever's against yep. Yep. you, mate, you're halfway lost. So I'm gonna I'm gonna back the Sharkies. The interesting thing for me about the Sharkies is that they're never anyone's real second favourite team, but all of a sudden this year they've sort of got to that position where everyone's sort of like, I'd love to see them. They never won one. Why not? Let them let them do it. Is that how you feel a bit about the Sharks? From the spoons, from the spoon to the finals, I think that there's a chance for the for the for the absolute. Uh, I guess got an absolute hiding publicly. Uh, the individual players they have just had a tough tough period of time. Well, your your beloved Essendon, your beloved Essendon, and the Sharks went through the same thing with with the with the, with the dank issue, issue and the drugs issue. You know what? They were pretty bitter. The Sharks they they took a pill that they didn't think they had to, but they're in the finals, and Essendon didn't, and they fought it and fought it and fought it. Oh, gee, and where are they? In the, where are they now? I know they went through where they didn't like the they didn't like the pill that they took, but it was the pill they had to take. Yeah. And it, <laughs> just put it in those words. There were some yep. pills that they probably shouldn't have taken. Correct. Yep. You know, but. I think that uh, Essing, what the Bombers are going through at the moment, they had to uh, do what they did. Well, we're getting a bit excited because Fordo's just behind, or behind us over here. He's about to interview Brendan Abdullah. I don't know when we're going to cut across, Toddy, but you let us know. We're, we're very fortunate. Look at, him, look at him lurking in the background there, Fordo, giving him tips. Hey, Fordo, you ready to go, brother? <laughs>
Ivan, how am I looking? Righto. Well, let's, let's cut the four Yeah, thanks, Ivan. I've got uh, Australia's informed jockey with me, Brendan Avella. Welcome to Newcastle. Uh, yeah, it's good to be here, Fordo. Um, just want to quickly talk about two weeks ago. You rode Lucia Valentina in the tramway. She got home like a train. How'd she feel? Felt great. Um, really looking forward to riding her tomorrow. Um, I think she's going as well as ever. Sort of had a little bit to do with her throughout her career. And, um, look, if you take away that second up syndrome she's got with her form, uh, she'll be right there tomorrow. Bit of cutting out of the track too down there at Ramwick in the uh, George Mains. Probably should help her. Yeah, it will. So uh, I think the track's a five or a six at the moment, and I'm hoping for a bit more rain tonight. So uh, we'll be doing the rain dance later. Has Chris given any indication you'll continue to ride her in the spring? Maybe grand final Cox Plate? We're just going to one run at a time, and uh, if I can get the job tomorrow, I'm sure uh, it's always hard to take a wooden rider off. We haven't had a winner today. How's the track playing out there? Track's racing well. Um, look, they've, they've been coming from everywhere, and uh, hopefully I can win one of the last few. How'd the, how'd the B grass feel? B grass is good. It's quite firm at the moment, but I'm sure after, after a few weeks of probably getting a few horses on it, it'll come right, and uh, it's a good initiative from Newcastle Turf Club. Uh, Australian Bloodstock in the next uh, the Cup, Oriental Lady. Uh, how do you think she'll run? I think she'll run well. Um, she's got to be at a brilliant best to sort of win a race like this, but uh, she's in form. I thought both runs back have been good and uh, hoping she can sort of run well for me today. Got the good gate. Where do you think she'll land? Bond pace? No, I think she'll probably just be behind them to midfield. Um, just ride a quiet with a bit of cover and uh, look, doesn't look to be brilliant speed on paper, but if she can just sort of settle sort of somewhere not too far away but comfortable, uh, she'll be sort of hitting the line strong. Yeah, you got one. Of, the name escapes me. The one last looks like a good chance. Judy, dude. Yeah, I think he's he's, he's probably where I started set at the start of the day. He's my best rider of the day. So, uh, look, if I'm struggling to ride a winner for the next couple, uh, hopefully you can get the job done for me. I know you got the cup coming up. We we appreciate you joining us, mate, and good luck for us today. Thanks, Fordo. Thanks, Brendan. Back to you, Ivan. How good's that, eh? Just get the jockey. He runs off into the distance over there. Hey, mate, the jockey had more height than Buddy Fordo. Oh, no, too. I What's know, going on? There? What's going on there? <laughs> Old V-hold, you know, V-hold, H-hold situation on the TVs where you got one's wider than taller. You've got to just, just adjust it, you know, it's all right. I'm not going to make any comment about wide or hey, tall. Thank Mark, you. Glass, no houses here, mate. But Mark, anyway. Mark Warst on trackside receiving his uh, the, the trophy there for the, the last run. There he is over there, Mark Warst, with the, with the dignitaries and... Um, Who's that? McAvoy taking the winner, but uh, that's fantastic. It's race. really good stuff. Um, how, how was that, mate? Are you emotionally yeah. erect now, are you, or what? He's in good form, isn't he? Me? Mate, I love him. I meant the jockey, not him. Yeah. I was just interviewing Shooting Dude in the last. I, I thought it was one of the better ones of the day. Shooting Dude? Well, I thought Ecuador was the best bet of the day, but as it turned out, Abdul in the last, I think we'll have a crack at that. We'll be off air by then, but I think that might be a bet we'll have after we'll be, the uh, we'll, You'll be well off air by then. Hey, mate, so Mark was uh, wife as a trainer then. Oh, yeah. One, the winner, the trainer of Forget, yes. Okay. Yeah. Very, very good trainer too. That, that's how they actually met with through racing. How good is it a punter marrying a trainer? Dangerous. Dangerous, <laughs> right? In, in fact, Kurt, she's, she's having a real good run at the moment. Trainers tend to go on a real good run, and at the moment she's on a, she's on a, a bit of a good one. So um, you're not stupid to, to back her horses. So, so what's, what do you follow best? Jockeys, um, trainers? Owners, what, what, what? Yeah, you know, uh, you, the know got, you know I've got an allegiance. <laughs> you, know, you know, I've not got yeah, an allegiance. Right with, there. Look at that. I've camera. got an allegiance with uh, Bloodstock and Lee's Racing, so I tend to watch their horses during the week and, yep. and, and see. And you know, I can I've got an in with the stable with Lucas Miller, of course, and yes. I can talk to Lucas. He can give me some insight information. But it's always good to look around. And you know, I like James McDonald. He's one of my favourite jockeys. Abdullah, of course, he's on a bit of a roll. 
Um, you know, and if if Hugh Bowman's a one with Chris Lewis, I always back him. It's always a good double. What do you follow, Lowy? What do you tend uh, to follow? Usually the slow ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but look, I, to be fair, I mean, I'm a bit late, I know, but it's hard to beat CJ Waller at the moment, isn't yeah. it? You, yeah. the, the thing, the difficult thing is, you've got to sort out which one of his five is going well, to he, win. He's got know? a strike rate. Of, he's got a strike rate of twenty over twenty percent, which is unheard of yeah. with so many runners. Yeah. So you're a jockey man, or? Yeah, look, I do. I, I'm a bit of a McDonald fan. I, I, Hugh Bowman's a great rider. Um, but I think you go broke back in jockeys, you make very minimal profit. I think you've got to judge the horse flesh. It's, they're a bit like footballers, you know. It doesn't matter you know, how good your coach is. If you know, they've got limited ability, that's what they'll produce. You Generally, know, with a little bit. Lowy, the good jockeys don't get on the slow ones. No, exactly right. The, the good jockeys have got good people on the phones working the rides. They do the form well. And uh, they put them in good positions, mate. I, I only follow Fordo's favourites. It's a it's a it's, You'll a, be broke. it's a short <laughs> fire <laughs> winner. Your wallet will be empty, Kurt. <laughs> he, he races a lot lighter nowadays than what he did. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a much lighter weight after the last nine months. To tell the truth. I lost a couple. Probably of stone. A, probably a lot hungrier though. Yeah, yeah. win <laughs> those races. I tipped yeah. the Nexus fee last week and they didn't get on. And I can only tell him. I can only tell him, Lowy. Can only lead a horse yeah, to lead water. Yeah, in the water, mate. Yeah. Now listen, talk about uh, good quality uh, cattle and horses. What about Jared Haynes start mate he had a fantastic preseason. I saw you on Twitter I was at work and all of a sudden I see your little feed come across and it was like oh my whatever it was oh dear oh dear oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. like what a way to start your NFL career poor bastard yeah. perfect yeah. way you reckon? Yeah, perfect way. Uh, that text message from the coach you know the week before where it said welcome to the start line uh, you know it's a, it's a, long, it's a yeah. long race he's just got out there the first time he's fumbled and it's, un it's unforgiving. If he does it two or three more times, we won't be seeing him too much. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah. he started for the worst-case scenario happened the first second it touched the ball. That's, you, can't, you can't go any, any worse than what that was. It was a, it was a line ball game. Yep. It was the first NFL game. It wasn't Could a trial. It actually nervous. meant... Massively nervous. And he, and he did what he would have feared. It's, it's over now. That fear is gone. It's game time. Well, we spoke about that. We were talking about it on the day that... He's had a dream. He's got out to his dream. He's walking out onto a field. The emotion within him would have been, forget all the expectations of everyone else, his own expectation is, shit, I'm out on an NFL field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, round one, season start. And the ball Monday goes night up football. on a windy night and just going, ah, oh, shit. I know, I know. <laughs> Did you, you follow any of the Jane no, Hayes stories? Yeah, mate? no, look, I've watched it and I think it, it's, a good, it's a great story, you know, and he, he's, he's taken a real big chance to live a dream and you take your hat off to him for that and... I agree with Kurt. Almost. I mean, if he drops it, they pick it up and score. Yeah, then it's, yeah. it probably the looks, looks the worst case okay. scenario. Then you you really feel it. Uh, I think they might have turned it over a couple of plays later. All of a sudden, relief. But look, he backed it up. He, you know, uh, Reggie Bush went off with a calf injury, so he got involved that way. I think the hats off to the coach there as well. It'd be easy to go. Oh, you're a bit nervous. He's gone. No, no. I'm going to throw you back in. Give you a chance to redeem yourself. Yeah. He did that. And he did. He, of course he did. He's a, look. He's a good athlete. He's a good quality player. He's got a feel for, for the sport. Anybody can drop a ball. And I think it's fair to say it would have been a difficult one to catch having misjudged it for anyone, you know. An, an NFL, uh, an NRL saying is uh, if, if a player drops a ball, defend that mistake. And they defended that mistake. So it wasn't made out to be as bad as it probably could have been. Oh, you know what? They, they, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was a new recruit for the 49ers as well and was an absolute star. Running back, he scored. Hyde. Yes, Hyde. Hyde, yeah. Hyde. Scored two touchdowns. Enormous. He was enormous. Enormous, second all year right. Dra second year draft. Deep, draft and he was, uh, he was Jared Haynes' roommate through the trial period as well. He was, he was a monster. 
in that first game. Yeah. Do you find that in team sports, gentlemen, like if you actually pair up with someone who's on the same footing as you, like those two are rookies, yeah. are they going to look after each other as so, they go some along? Of, and then some, of my, some of my best long-lasting friends are people I competed with in positions, not my close friends locally, but close friends I played rep football with. You know, I, I'm still, I still talk to Ricky Stewart, not regularly, but occasionally. Me and he went on tour in the Australian rugby team together, but we were competing in the same position. He beat me ultimately, but... That's not, that's, there's no shame in that. Yep. And, but we, we see each other. It's like our oh, boys reunion, you know. Yep. So I think it grow, you grow closer than people because it's so competitive all the time. And it's, all, it's awesome as well when, you, when you're with someone who's playing in the same position that when one person does fumble, the next guy does score, score you a touchdown. It's like when you're an opener in a cricket. cricket. You, you want to be with that opener when it was Langer and, uh, Langer and Hayden. Yeah, you know, yeah. when, when when one was out there and you can tell that they were going through a tough time, the other guy stood up and did what needed to be done. Hopefully, hopefully, I, I wish Reggie Bush all the best. He is, a, he is a, a, an avid watcher of the show. Uh, but hopefully we will see Hyde and Hayne go back to back, do what they do and be successful all year. Yeah. Do strikers share that sentiment, mate? Strikers are a little bit greedy at times, but say. I think <laughs> you have to be. But there's different types, and I think there's a, there's a genuine respect across the board. Uh, for most people, unless you know you're an antisocial personality, <laughs> everybody understands that you know it's a dog eat dog world. But at the end of the day, everybody's in there doing their best. Uh, look, I haven't met too many that um, you know you didn't get on with because of there was competition. You, you do your best. The coach picks picks his team. Um, and hats off to the other guy. That you know, that's how it works. Mate, I'm a big fan of Reed McCracken, but if he turns up at a race next week and he starts scoring gold medals, we know I'll start glaring at him. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, I won't be. There'll be some pats on the back, but yeah. there'll also be some knives. There there. Well. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, who's your best partnership up front? You reckon you ever had? Oh, yeah, no, no, I didn't play very often for Australia. Difficult to say. I think I, I played with a guy called Rod Brown in the yep. Australian youth team. And I think he was probably as talented as a player as I played with, but uh, had a good partnership with Frank Farina. It was more of a three in, in those days. But Zlatko Nostevsky, a guy who scored yes. 22 goals in sort of consecutive seasons in the NSL. So maybe they carried me. I tend to prefer to think that I made them both look really good, you know. Of course. With, you launched with, with my cunning. Lowing. Yeah, well, not launched it, but, <laughs> you know, embellished it maybe. And uh, <laughs> Look, it works, works every which way. If you find a good combination... As clever, Frank had power and pace. Yep. Um, I'm not sure what I had, a bit of guile and work rate as much as it's hard to believe looking at me now in those <laughs> days where Slatko was probably the supreme technician. You know, maybe I had a little bit of both, but for, for me, he was the best player in the country for two years in a row and uh, you had to do a little bit of work for him, but if you got him the ball, he was a genius in the yes. box. What yeah. about you, mate? Like You played both league and union. Was there, was, there, was there a partnership that you really enjoyed playing with or a couple of guys? Mate, funnily enough, I, when I come back to play at South Newcastle, my old, my old uh, buddy on the commentary team, Tim Butler, we played yeah. half of 5-8. Me and Butts had a real good understanding in, in the game of footy. He was just sat back and done his thing and I was a bit of a game manager, so we had a good combination. Over, we probably played a good 50 or 60 first grade games together, which I really yeah, enjoyed. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, mate, a good bite to boot. I'm going to quickly catch, ca- uh, catch the NHRU stuff because it's Wanderers versus Hamilton. They're parading, by the way. I know they are. I'm about to throw to them very soon, but quick one. Wanderers v Hamilton this Saturday. Uh, your tip, quick one. Wanderers, all four grades. Wanderers across all four grades. Well, good luck to the Wanderers and good luck to nice. Hamilton. They are they are two b- pretty big clubs now, and uh, good luck to both of them. When are we cutting away? Are we ready to go or not just yet? Hang on, well, Jock's not even ready. Is there? Jock's right. ready. Mate, Jock's a professional. Hey, he Jock, doesn't... you ready, brother? <laughs> Jock's the only, only professional one here. Right, here we go. We're throwing a Jock Logley. <laughs> 